I'm Shannon Green, and you're listening to On Extremism, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the causes, manifestations, and responses to one of the most important issues of our time. In this series, we'll talk to top experts, policymakers, and practitioners to understand how we can better counter violent extremism around the world. Our podcast is made possible by the CSIS Commission on Countering Violent Extremism, chaired by former British Prime Minister Tony Blair and former U.S. Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta. For more information on the commission, please visit www.csis.org. Today we'll be recording three podcasts in a series featuring recipients of the Emerging Young Leaders Award, supported by the U.S. Department of State. This award recognizes youth around the world for their efforts to create positive social change in challenging environments. The 10 recipients of the inaugural Emerging Young Leaders Award represent the power of young people to launch grassroots initiatives to improve their communities. We're very fortunate to have with us today Thinzar Shinleyi from Myanmar. Thinzar's focus is on youth development and dialogue. She is the coordinator of Myanmar's National Youth Congress and leader of the Yangon Youth Network. In 2014, she helped organize the ASEAN Youth Forum and held a highly successful UN International Youth Day celebration, reaching thousands of young people and raising awareness on mental health issues. Thinzar is a founder of the diversity campaign, hashtag MyFriend, and seeks to combat intolerance and extremism in Myanmar, particularly through the voices of youth. The campaign brought young people of different ethnic and religious backgrounds together online as friends in support of peace and diversity in advance of national elections, and garnered significant local and international media attention. She is an active member of the first-ever Ambassadors Youth Council at the U.S. Embassy, which meets monthly to advise the ambassador on youth perspectives and needs in Myanmar. Thinzar, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, too. Great. Well, so first, I just want to ask you about, you know, the current political dynamics in your country. Obviously, Myanmar has gone through a period of democratic opening and recently had a new government come into place. But there are still significant challenges to any sort of democratic transition. So can you just provide our listeners with an update on what's going on politically in your country? Yeah. So we had a very successful uh, election in 2015, November. Um, it's like a very turning point for Myanmar. Like um, we elected uh, the first civilian government, um, as well as it is the landslide victory of National Liberal Democracy, which is a opposition party led by the Nobel Peace Prize winner, Do Aung San Suu Kyi. So many, many of the neighbor country, Western country, and everything, every uh, person was very happy. We are so happy, as well as now we are in the in the right track toward the democratic uh, nation. At the same time, for sure, uh, we have been living under the military gender for many years, so there are many challenges ahead of the part. So what we can mention is like uh, the military role in the in the political um, agenda. Like um, we have a 25% military uh, assigned in the parliament, as well as there are many po- um, po- military involvement in the administration down to the grassroots level in the administration department as well as there are three ministries headed by the military as well. It's a very important ministry in the country. So 
there are many challenges uh, regarding the military involvement as well as with the civil government. As well as we are having the wars, longer civil, civil wars happening in the country, it's still that. Uh, they have been fighting in the, in the western part. So the peace process is very important. Right now we are in the way to um, peace political dialogue and after the uh, nationwide ceasefire process. But the ceasefire process is not yet included everyone's should be included. So uh, we have we have been trying, also young people are also trying to get involved in the peace process to make sure we are also informed because it is something that we have to be aware about. And also we are the persons in the future to maintain that peace. So at the same time, there is a rise of um, nationalism uh, with the name of um, preventing national security in the western part of the country. So they are extremists uh, with the name of Buddhism, actually, many Buddhists are not agreed with, but at the same time, they are very strong, uh, politically involved, as well as politically motivated kind of religious conflict happens. Uh, there, there, can be, there are many potential that could happen in the future as well, but at the same time, many young people are in the part to um, being responsible to combat that extremism in the country. Yeah. Well, so maybe you can talk a little bit about how the political dynamics and sort of the political change that's been unfolding for the past couple of years are affecting those local conflicts, particularly when it comes to, I think, the acceleration or the intensification of the Buddhist extremism. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in the name of Buddhism, like we believe in peace and living together, coexistence. So many Buddhists are not agree with what the name of that Buddhist extremist group are doing. Um, but at the same time, I guess it is politically uh, used by the by the political for the political agenda, as well as um, they use that nationalist mindset of many people in the country, especially young people, are taking part in that nationalist movement, and they are like uh, divert young people are divi- divided into two groups, like the liberal group and the nationalist group. They have been talking about national security, about the solidarity of the Buddhists, uh, and making discriminations on the minority. Uh, so we have been um, aware about this happening around these years. Um, also, we are encountering that uh, through many social platforms like social media as well as outside, talking about our 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 opinions and speaking up. Like uh, for my, for me myself as a Buddhist Yangol, I have been uh, doing like youth. Uh, platform and you know creating new platform where young people can come and show off their friendship with the other different diverse religious and ethnics. Right so tell us a little bit about my friend campaign and how that came about and about the success that it garnered in your country. Yeah it was started in 2015 actually since 2012 we have been that conflicts religious conflict in my the whole and the whole nations and what happened is uh, there are many interfaith uh, interventions interfaith projects and programs and young people become more like aware about this interfaith as well as they are also immune with the word interfaith and they feel nothing about it anymore and what we need is a creative positive we are approaching them again with um, 
for the cause of interfaith and peace. So we we decided to uh, start this campaign with the name My Friends. So everybody have a friends, and there are people out there as well. They want to show off their friendship with other different religions or other different uh, minority or ethnicity, and they have no space that they can show off. When they say we have friends, we have been living together for many years with this Muslim community, and what happened is they have been attacked, like, and they they feel less um, uh, they feel less prioritized to say something about their successful friendship or living together. So what we what we do is we give them a space to share about their stories of successful, you know, coexistence with different minority, different uh, ethnicity, and many people join for sure. Like we have been doing since 2015, and it, it has been uh, like a thousand young people are joining this this campaign, and they have been successfully, uh, proudly sharing their photos of, uh, you know, taking a selfie with different religions and posted proudly in the in their own social media, saying, um, "This is my friend." We have been living together, and we are friends forever. Like nothing can break our friendship. No political agenda or no religious agenda can break that our friendships. Like, so this is like a positive kind of thing that they can take part easily. So Thinzar, you've obviously been very engaged um, within your community, within your country, and have really established yourself as a young leader. Do you see obstacles or opportunities for other young people in your country to get more involved in promoting social change? Me myself have a lot of struggle and an obstacle, especially when I'm in came when I'm arrived from the military background. All my families related are from military, and as well as I'm from the majority Buddhists, majority ethnicity. So what happened to me is there is no chance to understand the other minorities how they feel and how they um, how they see us. So. I have to break all of mine's value, existing value regarding the military as well as regarding how I see the civilians. I have been living with this mindset of, you know, with a bad view about the Muslim minorities. But I have to break it to everything when I have to uh, come and talk about these things changing and social change. So there are many young people out there like me. They have no exposure and they want to talk about their uh, feelings, but they don't feel angry or talking about, as well as their uh, challenges on their um, like job opportunities, slackings, as well as they have been, um, how do you say, the critical thinking is also a problem, the education system and critical thinking, so they have no chance to talk um, critically, as well as to stand up against their uh, existing norms and yes. Well, so how do we get um, that level of exposure for young people? Because I think it's not just a phenomenon that's happening in your country, but it's elsewhere as well, where people, you know, travel in circles of people that share similar, you know, viewpoints or similar worldviews. So how do you expose young people to different ideas so that they can start to sort of break out of those, you know, boundaries of their mindset? So young people can be attracted by the young people. It's like peer-to-peer sharing, peer-to-peer educating. So we create youth forums throughout their whole countries and bring in regardless of their ethnicity, sexual orientations, or uh, religion. So every young person has an equal right to come and talk in the same platform. So what happens is the 
they understand each other by talking, seeing each other, knowing each other, learning from each other. So this is a very fundamental step like that we can take to toward the peace building process. Young people need exposure, especially to know each other, what's happening in the other states or other province. So we know more about their problem, understand, and also go and help. Through the State Department program, you've had the opportunity to engage with policymakers and others in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere in the United States. If there's one thing that you could tell them that you think they misunderstand about youth in your country or don't know about youth in your country, what would that be? We don't have yet the specific data on how young people are rising up against this extremism in my country, but I'm quite confident that many young people are combating that. And we can say we, our generation is changing this kind of mindset, I mean, uh, discriminating the minority, and we, were, we are sure we will be building up this again, the country, and leading this to the democratic transition. I agree that youth are going to be essential in the struggle with violent extremism. What kind of support would be most useful to you coming from external donors and actors, whether that be the United States or other international institutions or organizations? Not only just budget, we also need the technical support as well, for sure, because we have been living in, in the box, in the closed box, with no exposures to international. So we need to link up as well with the what is happening in the currently situations. So... We need to bring that international issue also into our country as well as we have to bring it to our to the international level, what's happening inside the country. So we uh, we can feel more connected to the world. And we need more creative activism, creative way of thinking and engaging the young people so young people are more involved. Great. So what comes next for you, Thinzar, when you go back home after this program? So I'm on the way to organize the third Myanmar Youth Forum in upcoming months. So we are now in the way to organize it, as well as I'm already lead, leading a campaign to change the village ward and administrator law in the election law as well, uh, because it has been it is not and it is not democratic as well. It is given a chance to, you know, the military to come and involved in the administration in the ground level. So we have to change it. So I'm in the way to campaign against this one as well. Well, best of luck in all of your endeavors. We'll be rooting for you from here. And I want to again thank you for appearing on on extremism. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for your much. work. Thank you. Thank you.